Well, ladies and gentlemen, hi. Welcome to this week's edition of Maximum Speed. Hi, I am Max. I am your host. We got a lot to talk about on this week's episode. We begin with the NASCAR races. Hey, they were at Homestead, Miami this weekend. It was only the Xfinity and the Cup Series. They did not have the Truck Series racing, but it was still an entertaining weekend. For the Xfinity race, it was a 179-lap Contender Boats 250. The winner, Myatt Snyder. He led only five laps, but still got the victory. Myatt, by the way, son of NBC Pit reporter Marty Snyder. He held off Tyler Reddick in the second overtime to win his first ever Xfinity race. Most laps led were by Austin Sindrick. Austin, by the way, dominant, I think, throughout the season. He, he only has the one win, but uh, he's showing that he's going to definitely be a uh, championship four contender at the end of the season. Austin, by the way, finished fifth in one stage number two. Who would win stage number one? It was AJ Allmendinger. After the race, by the way, Tyler Reddick was one of four cars that were disqualified due to failing post-race inspection. And here was the main talking point throughout the whole weekend. It was Noah Gregson. He had some words that we aren't allowed to repeat here uh, out of frustration towards the team of David Starr. How did that happen? Well... Noah Gregson was in the lead with three laps to go, and the last car on the lead lap was David Starr. He blew a tire, so that caused him to slingshot backwards into the front end of Noah, ending Noah's race, basically, for a contention of the win. And Noah has had a very, very bad season. I'm just going to lay it out there. He's had a horrible season. 27th in points which is uncharacteristic for him. So that was really the main talking point, not that uh, Mike Snyder got the win, it was just the words uh, Noah Gregson said. Stats from the race, 8 cautions and 22 lead changes at a very exciting homestead Miami. Well, for the Cup Series, it was a 267-lap Dixie Vodka 400. The winner, William Byron. He led 102 laps and won the second stage. This was Hendrick Motorsports' 264th win. Stage 1 went to Chris Buescher. And even though Chris finished 19th, he was very good at the beginning of the race. I was proud of you, Chris. I really was. Something that many people were talking about were who were going to be some contenders. And some names that you don't usually hear, as in Kyle Larson and Tyler Reddick were said. Now you might be asking, well, why would they be contenders? They have dirt backgrounds, and the great thing about Homestead Miami is it's multi-groove racing, which means people can go on the inside or close to the wall, and it's very, very entertaining. That's why I think people like Homestead, because it's not just people running in pack racing, which isn't very entertaining, and that's why sometimes people are complaining about NASCAR, and they're like, oh, well, the Daytona 500 is really just pack racing. Until the final lap when they just wrecked everyone to win. That doesn't happen at Homestead, Miami. So, why would they have an advantage? Well, dirt racers are used to going near the wall on the outside lane. When you're near the wall, there's a little bubble that is created. And that can sometimes actually help you 
uh, go faster than those on the inside lane. But many cup drivers aren't experienced going near to the wall. It's usually the dirt guys. That's why Kyle Larson is usually always a contender in Homestead. That's why Tyler Reddick, always a contender in Homestead. There's just your interesting facts for you. That They both finished in the top five. They were not able to get the win, as it was William Byron. Shout out to Michael McDowell, by the way, finishing in sixth place. He's currently in fourth place in the point standings. Finishing ahead of Chase Elliott, Kurt Busch, Martin Truex Jr., and Brad Keselowski all in not only the race, but also the point standings. Six cautions, 20 lead changes in this race. So we didn't have the truck series, but they were in the news a lot. Now why? Why would the truck series be in news if they didn't even race? Well, Marcus Lemonis is the CEO of Camping World. It is the title sponsor of the truck series. He put on his Twitter he was interested in sponsoring unsponsored trucks at their next race at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Drivers would get paid 15000 just to have a sponsored ride if they could get it wrapped. If they finished in the top 10, they got paid 25000 If they finished in the top 5, $35,000, $50,000 for a win. He will do the same thing for NHRA as well, but 10 different trucks signed up and they were like, hey, we need sponsors. That was 25% of the field. Drivers were Sheldon Creed, your 2020 champ, Rafael Lassard, Grant Enfinger, Dawson Cram, Tyler Hill, Jordan Anderson, Norm Benning, Jesse Awuji. I apologize, Jesse. I, I can't say his name very well. It's Awuji, though. I got it. And BJ McLeod and Parker Kluckerman. Those were the 10 drivers. He also had a local graphics company around Las Vegas wrap the number 56 of Tyler Hill's truck and even verbally agreed to sponsor two late model cars for an entire season for one competitor just as long as that competitor put two local businesses on the ride all season long. So, Marcus Lemonis, great person in the NASCAR eyes. And he also got iRacers. To be happy too, he announced that if you put Camping World on your iRacing car and post about it, you will get $100 in merchandise, a little certificate. And whoever created the best iRacing design, they would win a free camper. Genius marketing by Marcus Lamonas, just because, you know, it's known as the Camping World Truck Series, but no one always calls it that. It isn't exactly like, we're like, oh, it's the Xfinity Series. No, they call it the Truck Series. And I think he realized that, and that's why he did this. So great marketing, great, great marketing by him. We next go to Monster Jam. They were at Camping World Stadium. Hey, <laughs> speaking of Camping World, it's their stadium in Orlando. What are the odds of that? I know people probably hate this podcast, but it's fine. There were three events in Camping World Stadium. And now, for those who do not know how Monster Jam works, three competitions. You get points depending on how you finish. There's racing. There's the skills challenge where you do your best trick. And freestyle is two minutes of just controlled chaos. Fans judge. 
that helps you get the overall event points. And they are competing, by the way, for a points championship. It allegedly is supposed to end in their Arlington event. So here was the lineup for Camping World Stadium in Orlando. We had Avenger, Jim Kohler, Bakugan Dragonoid, Brian Anderson, Colvinard and the Black Pearl, Gravedigger, Kristen Anderson, Great Clips Mohawk Warrior, Bryce Kenny, Tom Mensah, Max D, Megalodon and Adam Anderson, Monster Energy and Todd LaDuke, Overboard and Jamie Garner, Rage and Corey Rummel, Scooby-Doo and Lindsay Weed, Reed, and Zombie and Bari Musawa. So three shows. That doesn't usually happen in the United States, actually. Usually they're like, oh, hey, we're going to have uh, this show uh, on one day, and then maybe we'll have a Sunday show, too. So it's usually at least two shows a week for stadiums, but they were like, no, we're going to have two shows on the same day. That afternoon, that night, then Sunday afternoon. Three shows, very entertaining. The racing. Well, the finals for show number one, it was Adam Anderson and Megalodon defeating Bryce Kenny and Mohawk Warrior. Adam has been dominant in racing throughout the season. In fact, his dominance began at their arena show back in Salt Lake City. So he has just been on a tear in racing. Now for the skills challenge. This man, dominant for the skills challenge, is Balking on Dragonoid. Ryan Anderson, 9.699. Now, you heard Adam Anderson, Ryan Anderson, Kristen Anderson. Why are there so many Andersons? If you did not know, Dennis Anderson has children. His children, Adam, Kristen, Ryan, and Weston, who doesn't compete yet. We'll talk more about uh, Dennis near the end of this, because he was at the event. Great moment there, too. So, we talked about this. Bakon Dragonoid wins the skills challenge. Amazing move. Gets a 9.699. Very high score. You get out of 10 points. The fans are the ones, everyone there are the ones who judge it. That's why it's like a 9.699 instead of like a just uh, 10. For those who do not know. So, racing goes to Adam. Skills challenge goes to Ryan. Who would win freestyle beating out his brother. Ryan Anderson with a 9.528 scores higher than Adam with his 9.443. So Ryan wins the freestyle competition and with 34 overall points wins Orlando number one, at least in the event standings. The second event had Colvinard in Black Pearl. He was the winner. How did he get there? Well... Cole Fennard, he would be defeated in the second round. Ultimately, by the victor, that would be Adam Anderson and Megalodon. So, Adam Anderson undefeated in racing thus far at Orlando. Then, the skills challenge went to Max T. Fire with a 9.903, with Black Pearl finishing in third with a 9.229. Then the freestyle competition was Bakugan Dragonoid with a 9.744 to get the victory. Who was in second? Black Pearl with a 9.061. So with 29 points and just barely beating Adam, Colvinard would have 29 points and win the overall event championship. That, I believe, was his first of the season. So, 
Throughout Saturday, it was honestly just Ryan Anderson, Adam Anderson being dominant. Then we had Tom Mentz also just win the skills challenge. Well, Sunday afternoon would shake up the results a lot more. How? Well, for starters, Todd LaDuke and Monster Energy would be the racing winner. Now, Todd is a two-time world champion. He's always expected to be one of the top contenders. He has just not had the best season. Kind of like Noah Gregson a little bit. I see Noah Gregson as someone who has a great chance of being not only Xfinity champion, but a mainstay in the Cup Series. Todd LaDuke is a mainstay in Monster Jam. They've both kind of struggled. So to see Todd win racing, that was great if you were a Monster Energy fan. He would defeat Corey Rummel in Rage. Rage, by the way, what is happening with Corey? One day, he's in the racing final, or he wins two-wheel skills, or he wins freestyle. Then the next event, he gets, like, last place in the other, in all three competitions. I really don't know what's happening with him. And, uh, well, Corey Rumble and Rage having a great night. He would win the skills challenge with a 9.761. Defeating Max D. Fire and Tom Mentz, who only had a 9.352. So, Rage wins the skills challenge. Monster Energy wins racing. So, already an entirely different results. Then, for the freestyle competition, it was Megalodon and Adam Anderson with his 9.718. He would be the winner of Freestyle. So, Adam wins Freestyle, Todd wins Racing, Corey wins Skills. Who wins the overall? That would be Todd Duke and Monster Energy with a 31. So, Todd Duke wins event number three. And at the end of all of this, Ryan Ayrton, Bakon Dragonoid, he is number one in the standings through the three Orlando shows. 